on today's episode of Mile Higher. At what point does the money become more important than people's loved ones? A crime has occurred, right? We've got a very disturbing case for you today. John Halford and the return to nature funeral home disaster. They were using this as just purely storage and they were just using like plastic shelves you buy at Home Depot. (gasps) That They just literally had these poor people stacked on top of each other. It's horrible. I mean, think about all the people that had services. Couldn't be charged for tampering with the deceased body? Yeah, it seems very likely that there's going to be charges brought. I think they're just gathering the evidence right now. Can you imagine how furious you would be if you found out your loved one was being stacked up with other people. You'd feel betrayed by the Halfords and this whole business. In these cases, they were being duped. So the big question I'm sure many of you are wondering is why? Why did this happen? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 275. I'm your host, Kendall. And I am your host, Josh. And we are joined by our lovely producers, Janelle and Julia. What's up, guys? Hey. (laughs) We've got a very disturbing case for you today. We do. This is a very new story, too. Close Um, to home. Yep. Literally. Yep. We're going to be talking about... John Halford and the return to nature funeral home disaster, which has been a big breaking story here in Colorado. And Julia did some real digging on this one and uncovered some things. So we are also going to be talking about the disappearance of Kelly Harris. Now that has gotten really, no one's talking about this, which is insane in this connection. Between mm -hmm. Kelly Harris and John Halford, the funeral director reason that this is important is because it's been reported that John Halford was the last person to see Kelly Harris before she disappeared. Mm-hmm. And, There's some weird things here. And when we dive into John Halford a little bit deeper, I, I think the dots are going to start connecting because this guy has a very troubled and uh, some run-ins with the law, all sorts of, of things going on in his past that yeah. we'll be talking about today. But the main story here is the fact that in Penrose, Colorado, which is just outside of Colorado Springs, 189 decomposing bodies were found at this funeral home's Penrose location. Now, this is significant because all these bodies just stacked upon each other, decaying. Ugh. Meanwhile, family members think that their loved ones have been cremated, have been taken care of with love and care Mm -hmm. and yet the reality is is that it's not what happened so a very very sad story as well obviously couldn't even imagine finding out that your loved one wasn't cremated but in fact is decomposing in some building somewhere yeah it's really horrifying um, and hard to imagine that something like this can even happen and had happened for so long leading up to this big story breaking but we're also going to be diving into green or natural burials a little bit Mm -hmm. because again this funeral home is called return to nature yep so they're in that business and obviously that's not what was happening but i think it's important to kind of discuss what is a green or natural burial because a lot of people don't necessarily know what that means Mm -hmm. and the different 
options when it comes to funeral services. But what really surprised me about researching this episode is just how much malpractice and negligence and honestly crime that happens within the funeral business. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's tons of great funeral homes. Most funeral homes don't have any of these issues, but there are bad apples just like in every field that are doing some really heinous stuff, including selling loved ones' body parts for profit. And that's another story we'll be talking about in this episode as well. So quite a bit to to dive into. Yeah. Should we just jump right in? Let's just jump in. All right. Let's do it. So I'm sure a lot of you know just from the name that a green or natural burial is a burial option that is better for the environment than traditional burial options. And there's a few different ways to do a natural burial. If a body is not cremated, then it can be buried in a biodegradable container like a pine, bamboo, or wicker casket, or bodies can simply be buried in a cotton shroud or nothing at all. Traditional caskets are treated with chemicals and have a lot of non-biodegradable metals and polyester materials. So green burials don't involve embalming. Embalming fluid is made of toxic carcinogenic solvents like formaldehyde and methanol. So a lot of these fluids seep into the ground in the traditional burial process. Green burials don't use vaults, which traditional caskets are placed in. These vaults are made of concrete and steel or other metals. So as you can imagine, they're not great for the environment either. Generally, flame cremation is considered a greener alternative to traditional burials but there is still room for some environmental concerns. Sometimes bodies are embalmed for visitation before they're cremated, and the cremation process itself has a big carbon footprint. And if the body is embalmed before, those burnt chemicals end up in the atmosphere. And that includes things like mercury from dental fillings. Aquamation or alkaline hydrolysis cremation is a more eco-friendly option, but it's not legal for human remains in every state. I've never even heard of this it's cremation process. It's a really interesting process. And I'm, I mean, I guess I'm not that surprised why it's not legal because a lot of people see it as kind of like disrespectful or gross, I think, even though it's actually, in my opinion, a lot more pure than, you know, some of the practices we do now. But if you're not familiar with what it is, basically, It's the process of immersing the body in a water-based liquid such as alkali um, or potassium hydroxide, and it's inserted into like a pressurized metal cylinder for several, several hours. And during the process, everything of the body is liquefied except for the bones. And then the bones are essentially put into like a very large oven and they're dried until the bones turn to dust. And then those, the remains are returned to the family to spread the ashes or whatever they want to do. And it's interesting because aquamation has no direct emissions of harmful uh, greenhouse gases or mercury and requires no burning of fossil fuels. So it uses five times less energy than fire and reduces a funeral's emissions of greenhouse gases by 35%. And the thing is, is pretty sure it's only legal in like 20 states. That's mind-blowing. Colorado being one of them. But yeah, it's it's illegal in a lot of states and a lot of countries. Um, it's legal for... Um pets in all 50 states yes oh yeah you could do it with pets but uh do you know what the cost difference is though is there a cost difference between aquamation and i would assume because it's kind of a like new aged method that it would be more expensive that's what i would imagine too but it should still be legal yeah i mean like it should still be an option to do it seems very strange i feel like it would use like less energy too Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely does for sure It seems like the industry as a whole is kind of stuck in the 
past a little bit. Oh, yeah. We absolutely. really need to reimagine the way that we handle our dead. I agree. The aquamation process seems to me to be almost like more ethical, honestly. I feel like if you want to talk about disrespectful, the idea of like setting your loved one's body on fire has always like been far more terrifying to me than like I've growing up, I was like burial only. Like I never even considered cremation because I always associated the mind. Well, I always kind of associated the burning of a body with like hell, in my opinion. Like it was always like flames and fire that like really scared me. So I was like, I was told, you know, my, my parents, like, I want to be buried. And they're like, oh, well, you know, there's other ways to. I totally see what you're saying. I've always been very afraid of the idea of cremation as well. It still bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think all of my, yeah, all of my grandparents were cremated and it bothered me so much that I like couldn't think about it at all. For some people too, the idea that your loved one's physical remains are still here on earth Mm -hmm. is, is comforting to them. Totally. Mm -hmm. For those that want to go visit their loved one's gravesite and know that like my loved one's physical remains are still like, they're still there in some sense. Yeah. I think is, is the reason why a lot of people still do the traditional burial. Yeah. And I think for me, that's still something I wrestle with. Like would I want to be buried or, cremated or some other form i know me too i've never been able to come to a conclusion on that that's a hard that's a hard thought to to think about of like death being final and it doesn't really matter once you're gone what happens to your physical body i do like the idea of having ashes though like i would love for my ashes to one day be spread somewhere beautiful that is important to me but i don't like the cremation but process and the idea of it i think that's why aquamation is uh, such a unique you know, option because the, I guess the final outcome and you're still dealing with basically bones that have been dried up and mm-hmm. turned into dust. And so you can still kind of do that like ceremonial aspect, yes, but yeah. also you're not like being put into a fire. So I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm team aquamation. <laughs> I had never heard of that before. Yeah. It's an interesting process. I mean, there's so many different things like we were talking about. Sometimes mm-hmm. people just want to be like placed in the ground and yeah allow the you know or Natural the soil to do what it does yeah. decompose mm-hmm. your body mm-hmm. i like the idea if i was going to do cremation i'd want to be put into i know they do like pods that have like seeds in them for trees mm-hmm. oh, I like and that so too. you can like get your basically like the urn is biodegradable and you can plant it in the ground and then a tree but That's i think there's cool. i think there's some rules about like putting human remains like into your yard and and growing growing something from actual like actual human remains um i think there's really? some laws around that regulations your that. yard yeah. i guess one which day i mean you... how would they ever know right right but it's like say you ever sold the house mm-hmm. and you know somebody found out that there's human remains in the yard that might might freak them out a little bit but i know there's certain cemeteries that allow for that kind of thing like if i wanted to have myself planted in my backyard is that legal Good question. After I pass, so that a tree could grow out of me and my well, I know kids that could... Colorado is a full disclosure state, meaning like anything that's happened in that house prior to you living in it, you can find out. But I don't know if that means like, oh, they died and then they were bare. Like this tree back here is actually from them. Yeah, or is it just if something occurred in the home? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I just looked up the pricing, Josh. Um, it says on average, aquamation is slightly more expensive than traditional cremation because it uses more expensive machinery 
but it says typical water cremation costs between two to three thousand, while flame cremation costs around eleven to eleven hundred to two thousand. So not that much more. I mean, I am sure it kind of varies. Yeah, that's not bad at all. It's just kind of disappointing that it's not an option in every state. I feel like yeah, it seems you should have the right ridiculous. when you pass to be handled however you please. I agree. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be anybody regulating that. No. This isn't so. a conversation many people have that often. No. I never really think about this. But it's important to think about and I think it's, you know, important to talk about because we're all going to die and like your loved ones, you know, are going to have to do something with you and mm-hmm. and I feel like far too often it's always like right up like close to when they pass is when you start having these conversations and having been through it with our own family I'm like it probably would have been nice to kind of like plan ahead a little bit further like yeah. as hard as that is I, agree. I know like for me I turn 50 I'm planning everything I'm going to get it all planned out. I feel like I, we should plan it sooner. Or now, like get our will, like we've got to get our will together like, and all over that. Over dinner so. tonight. <laughs> okay. Figure yeah. it all out. Yeah, amazing. No, I'm just sure. do it now on the show. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm thinking right, Aquamation. Aquamation, you down together? No, but I'm then, not doing that. Well, why? What do you How want? How about this? I'll cremate myself. Cremate. <laughs> put, okay. put us in a little pod together and then you can be the water that waters the plant. I don't believe that after like the oh they don't water. give you water no, no. it's just no. use it they to like rinse it, it out or something. Yeah. oh you're gone but we yeah. would you get the bones back yeah you get the they, in like ashes because they form. take your body put it into hot, right. really hot water and alkaline pressurize it pressurize it basically like vaporize it takes away everything but your bones and they take the bones dry them heat them in like an oven essentially mm-hmm. and then it, they okay. basically once they're hot enough they just kind of so go to dust we both do aquamation we wait until the other passes. And then we mix our bone dust together into And we plant soil ourselves in our backyard. As a tree. Because guess what? There is no state laws in Colorado that prohibit burial on private property. Okay. They just have to be recorded with the county clerk 30 days, within 30 days. All right. We've got death. plenty of time to figure that out. So Solid plan. There's a perfect spot. Drop the will tonight. Acclamation. All right. I'm into it. What are your guys' thoughts on the natural burial concepts? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think it's... I like the the whole belief of returning to the earth, me too. You know, where, me too. where we came from. It makes mm-hmm. the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. It really bothers me the thought of putting being put in a box and then the box goes in the ground and then you just like clearly, obviously, you decay over time. But it like the claustrophobia yeah, really bothers me. I do mm-hmm. not like that. I think I'd honestly rather just be put in the dirt and like Josh said, let the earth. That's living up. too. It's yeah. kind of the you know from death comes life, which I like, like mm-hmm. that whole concept. Yeah. We have a, I recently lost a family member and um, we had a big, not a big, but like a, a family plot in the cemetery and um, none of them had like a natural burial. They were either, a, it was a traditional burial or it was a cremation. But um, my grandparents had a son that died uh, as an infant and that was in the 60s and they planted this tree and it was so small when they first planted it. And, you know, when I went back recently to um, bury my loved one, it was just so beautiful to see this huge oak tree yeah. towering oh, above awesome. like all my family members and that's really cool. I just thought it was so special and it that's I so think it's yeah. impactful. Yeah, to stand there and see the growth and so like imagine like you and your loved ones, you know, you do like a natural burial too. And maybe it's on private property, like an old family home or something, and it's like, you know, a forest of trees. Like it's Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Your family forest. I think that's really beautiful. I think that's really beautiful. Well, no matter how 
well they make these caskets too i mean obviously there's different different levels of quality but chances are insects animals oh, things like that are going to find their way into it. microorganisms are going to find their way into it okay what about the idea of resin what is that mean? a thing like, does anyone just encase a body in resin but then what would you do with it i don't know but i know there's another show h3 i know janelle you watch that show sure do they encased a cheeseburger in resin <sighs> and it's completely fine it hasn't decayed at all it I, still looks pretty good. I'm still <laughs> sounds so stupid. I'm still kind of holding out and contemplating the whole idea of cryonics, freezing your body, uh, leaving it suspended. Oh my so god! That Here we go again. Potentially one day, <laughs> I hate this. I can be resurrected. No, from no, 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 no. the dead for two hundred thousand dollars. You can freeze your body, and for what? That is the biggest waste of money. Spend eternity in a metal silo until the day comes that no. AI comes and resurrects me. Oh my God. But, Do you want to even see what life is like in the future? I mean, no. to be honest with you, my spiritual beliefs really uh, don't go well with that because I don't believe that you could resurrect somebody from a cryonic chamber. So you're really Because the soul leaves right the body. Like it would what would you be resurrecting essentially would another soul then enter that body of yours and i don't know i don't, I don't know. know how that would work it's too trippy for me but according to the berkeley planning council every year 800,000 gallons of formaldehyde are buried along with bodies in the united states and also u.s traditional burials use 30 million board feet of hardwoods 2700 tons of copper and bronze and 104,272 tons of steel and 1,636,000 tons of reinforced concrete per year. Traditional burials are also expensive. The same source puts the average cost for one in the United States at $10,000. Green burials are significantly cheaper. And many people want to have a green burial because of these environmental concerns. And a lot of people really like the idea of returning to the earth or giving back to it. Many families choose to plant a tree over their loved one's burial spot as sort of a living reminder of their legacy. And green burials can take place at any cemetery that allows them. They can also sometimes take place on private property for those who want to be buried at home. Plots of land can also be used as conservation spaces if they're turned into natural cemeteries with native flora planted on top. And since people are buried there, it becomes a sacred ground and the land can't be developed. I think a lot of people are concerned about natural burials because they're afraid of it's going to like contaminate the water or the soil. And that's really not the case at all. Natural burials are only like three and a half feet deep, whereas the water we get is like 75 feet deep. So that's not an issue. And also a lot of people think that bodies that aren't embalmed pollute the ground. But again, this is not the case. The chemicals in our body are broken down in the soil by microorganisms. And it's actually told that we lose more toxic chemicals every day that we're alive, then a whole body will decompose. It's much better for the earth. So shifting gears now, we're going to talk about regulations around funerals in Colorado. And that's because Colorado has some of the most lax funeral regulations laws in the country. It's the only state, get this, that doesn't require education and training to get a funeral license. This blew my mind. I cannot believe that. It's very shocking, honestly. You'd think that would just be standard. You would think. I mean, there's a lot of things. The other thing that Colorado just got rid of recently and i think some of this is jared polis our current governor who actually um, i don't know specifically for the funeral funeral laws but i think that's been around for a while but private investigators 
you don't need a license to be a private investigator in Colorado anymore. Really? Yeah, just a fun fact. It is that time again. The holidays are quickly approaching and many of us are starting our holiday shopping. And many of us need to ship those packages to loved ones far and wide. Well, the last thing you want to be doing during this season is waiting in line at the post office because, my God, love the post office, but it is um, quite quite the experience at most locations. I mean, we're talking lines out the door. Those poor guys are severely understaffed. So just save the headache of driving over there, waiting in line and do it all yourself. You can literally do all of your packaging, your shipping, have your packages picked up with the simplicity and beauty that is stamps.com. It is your own personal post office right from your home or office. And all you need is a computer and a printer. And best of all, with our offer, stamps.com will even send you a free digital scale. So you have everything you need to get started. Stamps.com recently released a mobile app so you can take care of orders on the go, which is awesome for many of you with small businesses. Maybe you're out and about and you need to print postage quick and easy. You've got the app now. And if you sell products online, Stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. We use Stamps.com for both of our online shops through Shopify, WooCommerce. All of them out there support Stamps.com. Running low, order shipping and mailing supplies, labels, and even printers from their supply store. But the best thing about Stamps.com and the reason why I highly recommend it is you will save loads of money on postage. We're talking carrier discounts up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates, which helps out your bottom line. Plus, Stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options. They really make packing and shipping an enjoyable experience. You can schedule the pickups right from the Stamps.com dashboard and boom, there you go. You don't even have to leave your house. It's an amazing service and Stamps.com has been indispensable for over a million businesses, including ours for 25 years. So they're tried and true. They will always come through. Give your business the gift of Stamps.com so your mailing and shipping is covered this holiday season. Sign up with promo code MILEHIRE for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts required. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and type out the code M-I-L-E-H-I-G-H-E-R. Many states require licensed funeral directors to have some form of education, whether it's an associate's or a bachelor's degree. So to explain this a little bit more, we're going to show you a clip of a Colorado mortician explaining what the regulations are here. This is from the YouTube channel, Carrie the Mortician. It's actually a really interesting interview if you want to look it up. And she has her friend Faith here. And it's it's a very interesting conversation. Let's hear what they have to say. So in Colorado, um, there is currently no professional license for a funeral director or embalmer. And so in every other state, there is some kind of professional license, which means that you have to meet certain qualifications, um, whether it is, you know, mortuary school graduation, passing national boards, doing state apprenticeships of various lengths, or even just um, doing, you know, on-the-job training with a certain number of college credits to become licensed. And some states, you can be just a licensed arranger, licensed director, embalmer. In other states, you have to be all of it. Um, but Colorado is currently the only state that does not require any kind of qualifications whatsoever to be a funeral director or embalmer. So a person could work today at Target and tomorrow be hired as a funeral director. 
um, and and be serving families and, and working on bodies. And so that that's kind of unique about Colorado. Um, with that said, I do always want to talk about how in Colorado, many, many, many of us are licensed in other states. We have gone to school. We have passed our boards. Um, so it is not the case where everyone that practices funeral service in Colorado is unqualified. That's very, very far from, from the case. Um, you know, myself, I've been licensed in four states. I came from another state. Many of my friends and colleagues have moved here from other states. We are fully licensed. Um, we just don't have a license here because there isn't one to have. So in Colorado, natural burials are legal, but there's still rules for how bodies need to be stored. State code says that the body must be either embalmed, refrigerated, or laid out on dry ice no later than 24 hours after the person dies. But legally, there is actually no time limit for how long bodies can legally be stored until they are properly disposed of, which is important to remember, especially in this particular case. Before last year, when Governor Jared Polis signed a new law, state regulators couldn't enter a funeral home to inspect it unless they had the owner's permission. But now if they receive a complaint, guess what? They're showing up to do an inspection without needing the owner's consent, which I think is a a good thing. And this new law will play a big role in the case we're discussing today. So Return to Nature Funeral Home opened its doors as a Colorado Springs first green funeral home on September 5th, 2017. Its first location was a small Victorian home at 123 East Los Animas Street in downtown Colorado Springs. It was registered to provide funeral services on August 18, 2017, and they specialized in natural burials where the deceased were cremated or entered in biodegradable pine coffins built by the owner. Decedents could also be buried in a biodegradable shawl or nothing at all. Cremated remains could be placed in a biodegradable paper mache urn. Since these were green burials, Return to Nature didn't embalm bodies or use concrete vaults. Their website stated that pricing started from $1,895 for a natural burial and $1,290 for a direct cremation. This pricing was before the cost of a casket or a gravesite, though. Interment could take place at cemeteries where green burials were allowed. This included the local Fairview and Evergreen cemeteries. Return to Nature was owned by John Halford and his fourth wife, Carrie Halford, and John's friend, Jack Douge. They'd all worked in the industry before and had been developing the green funeral home idea since May 2016. So who is John Halford? So John Michael Halford is a 43-year-old man from Wagner, Oklahoma, with a long history of legal and financial troubles. John had an apprentice license in Oklahoma that was valid from 2001 to 2004, meaning he had to work under a funeral director who was licensed, but he never held an embalmer's or funeral director's license in that state. There was a provisional license in his name in Texas that was canceled. His Instagram says he was a 2004 graduate of Dallas Mortuary School. And like I said, John has a lengthy legal history dating back to when he lived in Oklahoma. Back in 2006, John was actually running for Muskogee City Council when he was arrested on a misdemeanor weapons charge. He had actually pointed a gun at someone, but he explained this whole situation as a prank gone wrong. He said, it's just a prank, bro. He and two other people decided to prank a sleepover of young women in Wagner County by entering the home in masks and holding unloaded firearms. What a prank. Absolutely hilarious. They pretended to rob these girls who were absolutely terrified. He pleaded guilty to the charge and admitted he used very bad judgment. 
but he thought these charges were politically motivated. So in 2006, John worked at Foster Petering Funeral Home and Moore Funeral Home in 2010. He also had a lot of court orders to pay thousands of dollars to people he owed money to. Here's a quick rundown of that. In 2006, he was ordered to pay $8,000 to Creditors Recovery Corporation. In 2009, a judge issued a default judgment of $1,000 in favor of an apartment complex that evicted him. John was listed as the funeral director at Halford and Halford Cremation and Funeral Options, LLC, in Muskogee, Oklahoma, his family's funeral home. And in 2011, they were sued. A judge issued a $5,000 default judgment after John didn't show up for court. The business incorporated in 2010, but closed its doors just a year later. And what's weird is that the Oklahoma Funeral Board has no records related to this funeral home. John and his fourth wife, Carrie, actually met in Oklahoma. Carrie had two kids from a prior marriage, and after she and John got engaged, they decided to move to Lone Tree, Colorado. Carrie explained to her ex that, quote-unquote, Michael had a really good job offer just south of Denver. In October of 2013, they moved, and it looks like they moved to Colorado Springs the following year. Then in 2017, Return to Nature Funeral Home was established. They were able to earn a lot of glowing reviews from clients after a few years in business, but there were problems, pretty big problems, that were lurking under the surface. The funeral home moved multiple times to locations in Canyon City, Colorado Springs, and Penrose, Colorado, and it looks like these moves were probably caused by money issues. They managed to piss off the neighbors at their locations by not providing enough parking for their clients. So people were parking up and down the streets and in neighbors' lots, which obviously wasn't a good look for them. There was also some negative reviews posted around 2019 and 2020 that may have signaled that there was something shady going on. Here's one from October 28, 2019. It says, quote, I would not trust this place with a pet, much less a family member. They refused to call me back when I was trying to find out about my brother's ashes. Instead, they gave his ashes to his girlfriend who refused to share them. All I wanted was a pendant made for my daughter who was very close to her uncle. Also, my mom is still alive, so legally she should have rights to his ashes. I called multiple times and was always told they'd call me back, and they never did. The location is listed as an empty house, so you can't even reach anyone by going to the physical location. The place seems extremely sketchy, and the sign out front is falling apart. Do not trust these people. They do not care about your loved ones. Pretty uh, eerie when thinking about what happens next, honestly. In 2019, Return to Nature purchased a property in Penrose, Colorado for $200,000. The location is about 45 minutes south of their Colorado Springs location. It's basically on your way to Canyon City. For a while, Return to Nature had a license to operate as a funeral home in Penrose, Colorado, but the license for the Penrose property expired on November 30th, 2022. And instead of renewing the license or shutting down Return to Nature said, not going to stop us. We're just going to keep on going. Return to Nature used Wilbert Funeral Services as their crematory. Funeral homes often don't have their own crematorium, so they contract out the work with one. This is a service that the funeral home has to pay for, but this crematory cut ties with them in November of 2022. In March of 2023, Wilbert Funeral Services filed a civil lawsuit against John and Carrie Halford. Nobody from Return to Nature appeared in court, so in June, the judge ruled in favor of Wilbert for over $18,000. Return to Nature also wasn't paying rent to their landlords at their Platte Avenue location. They say that Return to Nature owes them over $97,000 for, quote, rent damages and other charges. At one point, a notice was put on their website that read, 
As of July 2023, Return to Nature no longer offers cremation services. We will honor pre-existing arrangements for direct cremation only. According to the Cremation Society of America, quote, direct cremation is when the cremation is performed soon after death without a viewing, visitation, or funeral service of any kind. That same month, they moved to a new location at 944 Elkton Drive, right off of Garden of the Gods Road in Colorado Springs. Return to Nature had multiple businesses as neighbors at their Elkton Drive location. Workers at these businesses didn't see anything out of the ordinary, but in September of 2023, they noticed a putrid smell in the area. One worker thought it must have been the trash out back, but the smell lingered for over a week. And it got so bad that at one point, a worker went to John himself to ask about it. And John's excuse for the smell was that he was laser engraving the wood caskets, and that's where the smell came from. He said he would start ventilating it, but the worker didn't think it smelled like burning wood, which we've all smelled like what burning wood smells like. Yeah. And I'm sure mm -hmm. it didn't smell like what the neighbors were actually smelling. On October 1st, 2023, the Colorado Secretary of State declared Halford Homes LLC delinquent. They had failed to file a routine periodic report form that was due at the end of July. The company also owes about $5,000 in 2022 property taxes on that Penrose building. But things are about to get so much worse. Because on October 3rd, 2023, Fremont County Sheriff's deputies received a report about an abhorrent odor coming from the Return to Nature property. And then the next day, the program director of the Office Funeral Home and Crematory Registration called John Halford himself. And John told the director that he has a, quote, problem at the Penrose property. And he also said that he practices taxidermy there. John agreed to meet at the Penrose property later that day so it could be inspected. And sheriff's investigators came over that day with a search warrant and entered the building. The funeral home had a hearse parked out in the lot, which was overgrown with weeds, and the building looked to be in poor condition. Basically, it pretty much looked abandoned. And when officers responded to the scene, what they found was unspeakably horrific. 189 bodies had been improperly stored inside the 2,500-square-foot property. Some of the bodies had been sitting there stacked on top of each other for several years. One officer developed a rash just after entering the facility and had to be taken to the hospital. And thankfully, she recovered. And from that point on, obviously, the site was put on hazmat protocols and tents were set up around the facility to stop the public from looking in. This was done out of respect for the dead and to prevent them and their families from being further victimized. Local and state officials were joined by agents from the Denver FBI office to investigate the property. And they were also joined by FBI agents from the Dallas field office, as well as their national lab and hazmat team. And Governor Polis gave a verbal emergency disaster declaration. And to investigate the scene, teams that usually respond to situations like major airplane disasters came out to the Penrose location. Teams worked mentally and physically exhausting 12-hour shifts and had to leave the building every 40 minutes. All of the bodies were removed from the property by October 21st, 2023. And then those remains were transported to the El Paso County Coroner's Office to be identified, and they are still in the process of notifying families. The police have also reached out to any former clients of the funeral home to try and speed up the possible identification of their loved ones. And as of this recording, almost 150 bodies have already been identified. And on October 5th, Return to Nature was ordered to cease and desist the unregistered practice of a funeral home. 
state documents also say that that day, John refused to let an investigator access the building and he, quote, attempted to conceal the improper storage of human remains at the Penrose property. And also that day, police visited the Elkton Drive location and broke in through a window to conduct a search. And the following day, the Fremont County Sheriff's Office held a press conference with the county coroner, Randy Keller. Here's a clip from that press conference. Yes. How did you get in contact with the owners of the funeral home? The short answer is yes. And I, I can't go into much more than that at this point. Are they being cooperative? Uh, so far. Are they in the state of Colorado? No. We've said we're not going to talk about that. So can we go on to the question first? Uh, maybe the, the coroner or anybody else, I'm um, thinking, you know, it was said that due to the gravity of the situation, you know, that multiple agencies were getting called in to kind of assist with this. I know you briefly talked at the pot, and I know it's a, uh, sounds like it was a pretty tough scene to come upon, but can you kind of describe, you know, what that was like when you initially arrived there? I actually would not like to go into those details. It is a, a very tragic situation. And as I've stated, uh, there are a lot of decedents there, but I, I don't really want to go into the scene itself. So out of respect for everyone and, and including the families that are going to be involved in this. Thank you. So many people involved. Um, we we don't have a time frame yet. Um, we just had an initial response and and to go in and evaluate the scene and what we're dealing with. But in regards to a time frame, ma'am, uh, no. At this time, I don't know how long that this this has been going on. But hopefully, here in the not distant too distant future, we'll have a better idea. Can you say whether it appeared that the um, decedents were being stored as being prepared burial? or if it was a more chaotic scene than, than that? Actually, at this time, we don't know um, anything about the decedents, whether it was burial, cremation. Um, again, it's, it's just too early in our investigation to have an idea as to what was going on with, with these folks. I know the nature of decomposition. Is there any risk to anybody that lives nearby? No, no, I don't believe there's any risk to anyone in the public at this time. Do you have any idea how many people will be working this scene in the next couple of months? There's a number that you could throw out there. Uh, not at this time. Um, we'll, of course, have numerous investigators um, investigating this with law enforcement. Um, we, we may need assistance from the coroner's assist team uh, through the Colorado Coroner's Association. This is going to be a very lengthy process, so a lot of our investigators with the coroner's office are going to need to be spelled, and uh, uh, we are requesting assistance from other agencies. So uh, right now, um, all of the partners that have, have showed up to help, everybody is being so cooperative, and we appreciate everything that is coming to this community for, for the help and everything and to, to deal with this, this tragic situation. God. Absolutely insane. And neighbors around Penrose, as you can imagine, were shocked to hear what was actually going on there in their small, quiet town. And a lot of the people who lived nearby had smelled a foul odor, but they assumed it was a dead animal or a septic tank, something like that. And they were just horrified to learn the truth. I can't even imagine. So as of this recording, no criminal charges have been filed yet. 
And authorities won't speak on any possible charges yet because they said they're still investigating whether or not a crime has occurred, legally speaking, which it's pretty obvious a crime has occurred, right? I mean, yeah, it seems very likely that there's going to be charges brought. I think they're just gathering the evidence right now mm -hmm. and putting the case together. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very fresh. At the very least, the bodies aren't weren't clearly being stored properly. So right. there's a Couldn't violation. charged for tampering with a deceased body? Isn't that like abuse of a corpse? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely charges like that that are going to come. But from what I was hearing from, you know, funeral directors talking about this is that there's other crimes out there. And, you know, in, in one of the cases that we're going to talk about here shortly, charges like mail fraud carry more severe punishment than the the you know crimes against corpses really yeah yeah like like that. the the sentences are more severe which is kind of wild to think about well hopefully they get multiple charges well that's the thing i think just based on the sheer amount of negligence of, yeah and i mean who knows what else they're gonna uncover Rod. too mm -hmm. i mean i don't know if this is confirmed or not but i was kind of reading through you know people that are familiar with with this particular location and you know there's kind of talk in that community that this is like a you know 2000 square foot building and people think that that whole 2000 square foot building was being used to you know house all of these bodies Ugh. but that's not the case at all that this was apparently an old office building and so there's just there's like rooms in it and so we're talking 100 plus bodies in a small small area and Again, I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but based on what these individuals were saying is that they were using this as just purely storage and they were just using like plastic shelves you buy at Home Depot, oh like that you store totes, totes and containers on and that they just literally had these these poor, poor people stacked on top of each other. Can you imagine how fucking furious you would be if you found out your loved one was being stacked up with other people? Oh my God, it's just disgusting to think about. I'd be furious. Yeah, well, and just the just how you you'd feel betrayed by yeah by the Halfords and this whole business. I mean, you trust you trust these funeral homes with your deceased loved one, and you would expect. And again, ninety nine percent of funeral homes do an excellent job and do excellent work, but there are you know there's plenty of cases, one off cases where your loved one's remains are completely disrespected and sometimes as as we'll talk about mutilated and sold off body parts which is just insane it's just terrifying to think about because i mean i guess i would just assume that anyone who's in that industry would have a real respect for the dead and a respect for the process and just to hear that they just didn't give a shit it's so upsetting and it's just disgusting it's it horrific is. thinking about what that scene was like but I'm I'm hopeful that there will be criminal charges brought. I mean, as you heard, the oh, FBI is involved. Be. There's you know they're getting special investigation teams with the coroner's association involved. I think they're going to uncover at least some criminal charges here. But you know, you would think that that something like this would carry a huge, huge penalty for it, punishment. You would think, and yeah, I'm hoping that will be the case. It just really depends on what they come up with, charges wise, but. It's just mind-blowing. If there was one app on my phone that I could not live without, it would be the Rocket Money app. And there's so many reasons why I love Rocket Money, but 
first and foremost, Rocket Money has helped me get all of my subscriptions under control. Subscriptions are virtually everywhere and everything that you do online, there's probably a subscription for it. It's truly insane. It gets it gets just nuts at this point. I mean, I feel like every <laughs> website you go to is like, how about a subscription for yep, it? Yep. And then you sign up because you need to access maybe a video or you need to access an article, but then you forget to cancel it. And of course they hide their cancellation. They make you call, they make you chat in order to do it. It's a huge pain. But what's great about Rocket Money is not only will it go and find all of those unwanted subscriptions for you, but it will actually get it canceled for you with the push of a button. I mean, that is super, super amazing. Nothing else out there like this exists. And it saves you so much time and pain and agony of waiting on hold. It's really that simple. Plus, Rocket Money will help you negotiate your bills. We all want to pay less for our bills. Well, let Rocket Money give it a shot. All you got to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money does the rest. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your personal expenses in one place. It recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels all your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and it helps lower your bills all in one place. I've been using Rocket Money for the probably the last six to 12 months, and I gotta say it is absolutely the best personal finance app out there. I highly recommend everybody give it a try. It's free to give it a shot, download it. And if you really love it, there's a, a premium mode, which unlocks some of those other features for you. It's by far worth all the money. With over 5 million users and counting, Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year and $1 billion in total savings so far. So stop wasting money on things you don't use, cancel your unwanted subscriptions, and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash milehire. That's rocketmoney.com slash milehire. Seriously, check it out today at rocketmoney.com slash milehire. So the big question I'm sure many of you are wondering is why? Why did this happen? And how could something like this have happened for so long? And what's the reason for it? So what probably happened was this. Return to Nature started having serious financial issues and couldn't afford to pay the crematorium. They probably already owed a lot of people a lot of money if we use history as a guide. So the crematorium stopped working with them and all these crematoriums in the area probably talk. So there's a chance that nobody was willing to do business with Return to Nature anymore because they know that if they do these services, they're likely not going to get paid or they just can't afford it at all. So they can't move forward in the process. But instead of going out of business or turning people away like they should have absolutely done, they made a decision. And it may have just started with one client. They tell the families, you know what, we'll do the cremation, we'll place the body in the Penrose location, and they would hope that they'd come up with the money in order to actually do the cremation and, and give the ashes to the family. But that day comes and goes, and they're still broke. So they leave the body in the facility and give the family powdered concrete. They tell themselves that this will be, you know, a one-time thing. And as soon as they get the money, they'll cremate the body like they were paid to do. But they don't get the money, and once they've already done this once, it becomes easier to do it again and again. And eventually they do it so many times that they end up with 189 bodies sitting in Penrose. They think that one day they'll come up with the money to fix the problem, or maybe they just didn't really think about that at all and they just didn't care. Return to Nature was also falsifying death certificates, which to me that seems like that should be a crime, right? We'll get into that more here in a second, but first let's discuss the proper procedure once a funeral director is first called after a person passes. So the first thing that happens is the funeral home collects basic information on the deceased and their next of kin. 
Then the body's transported to the funeral home and they discuss options with the family and they usually pick a traditional burial or cremation. The funeral home has to get a signature from next of kin and then they have to fill out an electronic death record or EDR. And this needs to be signed by a doctor or a coroner before the funeral home gets a disposition of remains permit. If they're outsourcing the cremation, the funeral home needs to get a transfer permit that includes the place of cremation, which makes complete sense. You got a chain of custody here. You got to make sure the body gets from point A to point B. And this is likely where a return in nature discovered a loophole. Colorado State does not confirm that the body will actually be cremated at the crematory listed. So return in nature could just list any local crematory on the certificate and the state wouldn't check. So there's no checks and balances, it sounds like. And this is what happened to at least 20 families who used Return to Nature and thought their loved one was cremated at Wilbert Cremations in Commerce City. The crematory had actually cut ties with Return to Nature in November 2022, but Return to Nature kept listing them on people's death certificates anyway. And obviously, so many people out there are really hurting right now. Tons of families who feel lied to and betrayed and feel as though they're being re-victimized while trying to process the grief of their loved one dying in the first place. One family member said that hearing the news made them feel like their loved one had been murdered after they died. It's hard to even put yourself in their shoes, how horrific this would be. Many people do not believe that the ashes given to them by the funeral home are actually their loved one's cremated remains. Here's one woman who believes Return to Nature gave her concrete powder instead of her mother's remains. What I think Return to Nature did was taken bodies in Colorado Springs and their Penrose location. I have no idea where else they were operating. Um, took these bodies in, lied to us families, and took the bodies of our loved ones down to Penrose and stacked them in with other bodies. What I think happened to my mom's ashes, um, I don't have them. I am completely convinced that what I have is actually a bag of powdered cement. I, they're not ashes. I've looked online and talked to other people, and um, these ashes don't look like ashes. They look like cement. It's just powder. It's literally just gray powder. There's no variation in size or anything. I mean, it, it almost looks like flour. But it's very heavy and um, gray, the color of cement. That's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. I mean, think about all the people that had services like. Yeah, go and scatter the ashes and it's just cement. Oh, my God. Which that's a problem, too, to be scattering cement everywhere. Yes, that's a good point. Yep. Yeah, we just over the summer. scatter both my grandparents ashes in the ocean in um, South Carolina and what an emotional time that was putting them you know getting their ashes ready mixing them together I can't imagine later finding out that that wasn't actually their ashes it's horrific think about the people who have spent years with their loved ones ashes sitting up in their living room just to find out that they hadn't actually been cremated and they're decomposing with a bunch of other people's loved ones it's just hard to believe somewhere. that this actually happened. They're just stacking these people up. Oh, it's so sick. Here's another woman who went to return to nature after her 20-year-old son had died unexpectedly. She was notified on the 24th that his body had been sitting in Penrose for four years. Oh, my God. Watch this. 
it's it's appalling to me that there's I mean there's at least 189 not individuals affected by this but families whether our loved ones were killed by homicide or died peacefully in their sleep or were taken by some illness or disease every single one of them to be laid to rest. Christina Page's son, David, died in 2019 at the age of 20. Now she's in disbelief that the ashes within his urn were a lie for over four years after investigators told her just two days ago that her son was among the 150 bodies identified by the El Paso County coroner found within the Return to Nature funeral home in Penrose. The ashes that is brother and sister and best friend have huddled with and yelled to and cried with and, you know, laughed at and and used in their grieving process. But to know that whatever is in those they've been carrying around for their healing through this is somebody's dog or a bag of drywall dust or something is just um, it's it's unforgivable. She now joins the list of other families, finding out that very same news that she got this week and created a Facebook group to offer support to those same families moving forward. God, what a unique situation, too. Like, how many people, how do you even know how to deal with that type of grief and pain? It's just shocking. It's so upsetting. Like, you have to grieve your loss all over again. I just re-traumatized. It's horrific. You know, you go through all this pain and trying to find closure and making sense of it and maybe eventually getting peace. And then this, you have to deal with this and thinking about them sitting up there for years. I I really, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in their shoes or people who had, you know, like necklaces or pieces that they held while they're praying or tattoos. Yes. There was someone that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait till you hear that. One victim, Mary Simons, is still waiting on the cremated remains of her husband who passed away. And this is what she had to say about the situation. Until she gets answers. This is going to be playing on my mind until I know, you know. This is going to be all I think about until I know where my husband is. Mary Simons' husband, Daryl, passed away in August this year. He was sent to the Return to Nature funeral home in Colorado Springs to be cremated. Now, with an investigation underway into its Penrose location, she's stricken with questions. There's a lot of other people out there right now, just like me, who spent the morning crying and asking questions and calling anybody they could think of, and we're getting no answers whatsoever. She says the thought his body could be a part of this investigation instead of at home with her is devastating. That breaks my heart to think that he's been just decomposing as opposed to doing what was supposed to happen. After just several weeks of trying to get over the death of her husband of 13 years, the investigation leaves her feeling helpless all over again. I've just now been better with the grieving and able to leave the house without crying and stuff. And now it just kind of brings it all back down. I feel so bad for her. It's just so painful. The fuck makes me so angry. They better lock lock these guys up. I know. That's just insane. Ugh, just feel bad, especially for I'm sure there's um people maybe watching this episode who experience this firsthand and it just I'm so sorry. It's really it's just 
Ugh, unimaginable. Here's one comment posted on Reddit under a post about Return to Nature. My wife was taken to Return to Nature Funeral Home, the location on Platte Avenue in Colorado Springs, after her autopsy was performed by the El Paso County Coroner. A few days later, we had her wake and we were told she would be cremated at a crematorium in Pueblo. A couple days later, we were able to pick up her ashes and we did. She was cremated in her clothes we chose for the wake, along with a blanket me and her would share with her small dog. I was just notified today my wife was never cremated and has been stacked with many others for the last three years. I have carried what I thought were her ashes with me every day. Me and my daughter have been tattooed with the fake ashes added to the ink. I don't even know what to say. That is, oh my God. What we were told where her ashes were lowered into her gravesite next to her father and a stillborn child from many years ago. Young Anderson died seven months before Wilbert cut ties with Return to Nature. Jesse, Young's son, said that Carrie Halford dropped off his mother's supposed remains, and he immediately thought it was suspicious that Carrie and John never let him stop by the funeral home. And what's also weird is Carrie had a huge smile on her face when she dropped off Jesse's mother's cremains. And there were many other strange things as well. The remains felt unusually heavy, too heavy to belong to his 92-pound mother. And the envelope and box contained no certificate of cremation or metal tag used to track the deceased through cremation. But Carrie was defensive with Jesse. She told him, of course this is your mother. But when the family went to scatter Young's ashes in Honolulu that August, even Jesse's brother-in-law noticed something off. And as they scattered the ashes, he leaned over and whispered, Jesse, these don't look like human remains. And Jesse's heart dropped. Uh, at least there's hope for us that we, we could still get closure out of this, especially if, if our mom was found, that they will get closure. But how many of those families will never get closure? Tanya Wilson's mom, Young Anderson, died in June. They used a return to nature funeral home to cremate her body. And when they received the ashes, the family flew to Hawaii to spread them in the ocean. She lived in Hawaii for over 20 years. That was her happiest year. That was her wish. That's where she wanted to be released, not decomposing in some random building. I mean, these people literally snatched that, that away from her. But after 115 bodies were found in the Return to Nature funeral home's location in Penrose, they worry the ashes weren't hers. I think we can only hope that she's there so we can get some closure. Otherwise, I don't think we'll ever know what happened. So they called Wilbert Crematory. The business is listed on her mother's death certificate as the one that cremated her. But they told the family they stopped cremating for Return to Nature eight months before their mother died. So everything kind of points to... The idea that our mother was never actually cremated and the ashes that we were given are either someone else's or not even human remains at all. Now Tanya and her family are left waiting for answers. Have that peace just ripped away from you, you know, from all of those families, even from people who have passed away in 2020. And now, you know, this is happening. It just opens up so many questions. Barbara Lee is one of those families. Her husband, Bruce Lee, died in 2020, and she used Return to Nature to cremate his body. So I might be one of the lucky ones that I do have real ashes. But until, you know, Wilbert says, no, we didn't do it, his, we didn't cremate him, or yes, we did, I don't know. I just want this to be, oh, I want them to identify her so we can respect her in the way that she wanted to be respected. 
And unfortunately, it was recently confirmed that Dong Anderson's body was among those found in the Penrose facility. So now that Young has been identified, her family will finally be able to lay her to rest the way that she actually wanted. Young was a Buddhist and an environmentalist who wanted a green burial. That's one of the most upsetting parts about all of this is, you know, these people were looking for these green burials and, you know, hoping to do something good in the end of their life. And for them to be treated this way, is just hard to wrap your mind around. But Young wanted her ashes to be spread in Oahu, where she lived for many years, as you heard them talking about in the clip. So luckily, they're going to have that chance to do that now. Yeah, it's interesting if you go and obviously look up Return to Nature Funeral Home on Google. If you want to look at the reviews, their uh, primary location in Colorado Springs was like 4.9 stars, 5 stars. So what's interesting is it seems like something happened internally there because as far as we know, prior to this whole thing happening, they were operating a normal funeral home. It seemed that way, yeah. And there wasn't these issues prior, but based on the reviews, at least, a lot of people are very happy with the the service that they received from Return to Nature Funeral Home. So, but I I wonder, sorry, just like how many of these people wrote these reviews, and you know, they just had no idea mm-hmm. what the truth was in here. Possibly, tricked. I mean, it's just so horrible. Like it's sickening. It really is. Yeah, this other review. Four years ago, my experience with Back to Nature Funeral Home and the Halford family is that they are kind, loving, caring, and compassionate towards families and are accommodating as they can be. They are also very respectful toward the bodies that are in their care. Wow. I've seen nothing but excellence in their dealings with military member services, and I loved seeing and feeling the love and care they put into obituaries that they write. As long as I am in the area, I will only work with Back to Nature Funeral Home. So yeah, you wonder... I don't know what these people would have to say now or if in these cases they were being duped. How sickening to take advantage of people like this in such a really just the worst times of people's lives. Like, why are you in this industry? That's God. Well, it's just that at what point does the money become more important than people's loved ones? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and staying open more important than what's ethical and moral. Yeah. You think this would just eat you alive every night thinking about these bodies stacked up and the people you're lying right to your faces, these people that are in pain. So like I, so like I'm looking at the when I was talking about the reviews, I was talking about the year, reviews from six years ago. Five stars. When you employ the services of return to nature, burial and cremation, you're met not only with professionalism, you are met with family. The Halfords are very compassionate and bring great comfort to each family. Highly recommend. John handled the services for my dad. It was a beautiful and very personal service. He handled everything with professionalism and courtesy. I'm eternally grateful for everything he did. So this is prior, as far as we know, to or predates, you know, all of this going on. But could be. And even if they weren't doing exactly this all along, who knows what other bullshit they've been no i I don't agree with you i think i think they've probably been sketched from the very beginning i think most of these people who have left these positive reviews have been tricked i just scrolled all the way back to the first review that i could find on google and it's only from six years ago so i'm not sure how long they've been in business for but since oh yeah Yeah. so uh, so yeah about six years then so it really could have been well i guess we'll just have to wait and see after that identify everybody with the oldest or the earliest person. Yeah, I mean, we're going to find out a lot more. 
be taken there is. I'm sure. Well, if they were hurting for money, it makes you wonder what else they were doing. Because apparently there's been funeral directors in the past who start selling body parts. Which that's terrifying to think about. God, all of this is just so beyond fucked up. It's hard to even wrap your mind around that things like this actually happen. It sounds like a, a horror movie or something. Yeah, it's it's very disturbing. This episode of Mile Higher is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. And we are so pumped because we love Huggies. And we have a little mover, which is crazy. Just in the last couple of weeks, our daughter started walking and it has been and it's on the move. Yeah, but it's so much fun. And Huggies know that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Huggies' best fitting diaper is their little movers with its curved and stretchy fit. Parents out there, you know that there is nothing worse than an ill fitting diaper, especially for your active babies. We love Huggies because we can rely on them to keep our baby covered while she's moving around. And Huggies has been there for us through all stages of our daughter's life. They never let us down. They have amazing leak protection. And Huggies Little Movers are curved, so our daughter feels comfy no matter how much she's moving around. They also offer up to 12-hour protection against leaks, which is a game changer. And we know this to be true. Yes, we do. It's been tested many a times. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, there's, I mean, the diaper could be completely full, yeah. like puffed up in the morning. <laughs> but guess what? She's dry. Yep. And that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. It probably sounds pretty crazy to people to hear 12 hours, but babies sleep long. Well, our daughter sleeps for a long time, 11 to 12 hours per night. So we need something that's going to last through the entire night. So yeah, our Huggies are a game changer. So get your baby's butt into Huggies' best fitting diaper, Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. But again, this is still a developing case. So it may take several months, especially you know after hearing from the coroner for everything to to sort of work itself out and for all the bodies to be identified. There'll probably be a lot more news coming out as time goes on and maybe, and hopefully criminal charges. More there dis- better be criminal yeah. charges, my God. And clearly more discoveries to be made and hopefully changes in laws and regulations happen as a result of this tragedy. But most recently on October 30th, a class action lawsuit was filed against Return to Nature Funeral Home on behalf of the families impacted by the horrific scene at the Penrose location. The suit includes claims of emotional distress, fraud, and violations of consumer protection. So there is hope that families can get justice in civil court. And local criminal attorney Jeremy Lowe has said, quote, I can assure you state charges are forthcoming. Federal charges may be forthcoming. So we'll see what happens. He's a criminal defense attorney in Colorado Springs, and I, I tend to agree with him. I think that's there's going to be more that comes out with this. Many reputable funeral directors and funeral professionals are calling for Colorado to tighten up its incredibly lax laws, especially in Colorado, where many funeral directors say the disreputable ones are giving them all a bad name. I'm sure I'd be pissed. There's so many people in this industry who take it so seriously and God, it does make everyone look bad. So this is not the first time a funeral home in Colorado has been involved in some pretty horrific criminal activity. In 2020, the Sunset Mesa Funeral Home in Montrose, Colorado, was accused of selling the body parts of people whose families wanted them cremated. The owner, Megan Hess, and her mother, Shirley Koch, were indicted on nine counts, including accusations of mail fraud and the transportation of hazardous materials. From 2010 to 2018, Megan sold the body parts of families, loved ones, and gave them back fake cremated remains. Or she gave them the cremated remains of other different people. That is so fucked up. Oh my God. 
We're talking hundreds of people whose body parts were illegally harvested and sold, all without the family's knowledge or consent. The cremains that weren't fake that were returned to the families came from a big container in the funeral home. This was full of mixed ashes of multiple different people. Jesus. Oh. Sometimes families would consent to the donation of small samples like tumors or specific organs for testing, research, or organ donation to living recipients. But Megan would take far more than what the families agreed to and sell these body parts for profit. Sometimes entire bodies were donated, and this scheme made Sunset Mesa hundreds of thousands of dollars. Megan has pled guilty to a charge related to selling body parts in 2023. She was sentenced to 20 years in prison, and her mother was sentenced to 15 years, which seems suitable to me. And maybe maybe those are kinds of charges that we, we may get for the Halfords, depending on what, what yeah. the investigation comes Let's up hope. with. Let's hope. So now we need to get into the disappearance of Kelly Harris, which is something that you know we weren't expecting to cover in this episode, but we have to mention this. It needs to be talked about. As of this recording, no mainstream news outlets have covered this potential connection. And it has to do with John Halford and a missing woman named Kelly Jean Harris. 48-year-old Kelly Jean Harris went missing from Bixby, Oklahoma on July 3rd, 2012. She was last seen at a Walmart in Bixby shopping for a 4th of July party that she was set to host the next day. And the day that Kelly went missing, she told her daughter she was running out to Walmart to shop and then stopping at a male friend's house who lived on the Tulsa Broken Arrow border. And that friend's name was Michael. And her son said that none of the family knew him personally. And well, it turns out that this man was named John Michael Halford. And it's not super confirmed how he knew Kelly, but this is the same guy who we've been talking about today. Kelly's car, a beige 2000 Chrysler Cirrus, was found on July 20th, 2012 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it had been parked with all four windows down at the Bristol Park apartment complex near 41st Street and Garnet Road. Police didn't find any sign of Kelly there, and they said it didn't look like she drove her car to that spot. After Kelly went missing, a thread about her case was created on the internet forum Web Sleuths. There were a handful of posts about the case, and a few people were trying to look into Michael, but they couldn't find anything super fishy. Many people did comment on the fact that the story seemed off, but the people posting figured that the police interviewed and cleared this Michael person. There weren't really any more posts on the thread until a very interesting one was posted years later on June 3rd, 2019. The poster was replying to an earlier comment from someone who said they looked into Michael and everything came back clean. The responding poster wrote, John Michael Halford was not crystal clean. He had a record and owed a lot of money to people. The detective had told me he was also on drugs. It's been about six to seven years since you posted about her, but I'm new to this site and just came across this thread. I'm not sure how much to post in a public forum. I have some knowledge about the case and the Michael people are referring to is John Michael Halford, who is now around age 40. He was a co-worker of Kelly's, and after he got fired, she quit, and they were going to start a cleaning business together. I do know he owed people a lot of money and that he did drugs. At work, though, he came across as a trustworthy person to the point he was able to take advantage of one of the other co-workers who was disabled and had learning disabilities. He was able to talk her out of approximately $10,000 in 401k money. Apparently, on the night Kelly disappeared, she went to see him to get money from him for the cleaning business, and she was never seen again. It's interesting that he was also involved in his family's funeral and cremation business, Sittler Halford. The police did consider him a suspect, but could never find any hard evidence. 
He is now living in Colorado, going by John. And a couple of years ago, he started another funeral business there with his new wife and her three young kids for Kelly. According to her daughter, she was happily married, by the way. She was about 16 years older than Michael, but may have had a crush on him anyway, if that means anything. And obviously, keep in, in mind, this is a post. We're not confirming any of this. It's all speculation. Obviously, John Michael Halford is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law, but we definitely wanted to talk about this. Well, I hope investigators are aware of this. I'm assuming. I mean, they probably are. If we found it, yeah, they I'm sure have to have it, found it. I'm sure there, somebody sent the web sleuths to... Is there a tip line? There is a tip line for this, isn't there? Yeah. Maybe we should just send it over. We Yeah, let's do that. Just send it over and just be like, hey, we ran across this. Not yeah. sure if there's any connection to the Penrose situation, but take a look. Crazy. I mean, what is there to lose? It is very bizarre. The post came from an account named Justice72. is the first, only, and last post the account ever made on WebSleuths. Nobody responded to the post or even posted in Kelly's thread until February 22nd, 2021. The next post is also pretty interesting. A different user named SMommy3 wrote, Hello, I am new to this site. Kelly was a friend of mine. We worked together for a couple of years. A lot of what you have stated here is correct. I find it interesting that Michael's parents own a crematory. The detectives, I don't think, pursued this much. I miss Kelly so much. There's no way she would have left her kids or husband. I knew that her and her husband had a good marriage. He was a very hard worker at American Airlines for years. He took good care of Kelly. I think it all stems back to Michael. I think that's where police need to shift their focus. Prayers the family get some answers. This was also the only post S Mommy 3 ever made. And again, there are no responses to the post and no new posts on the thread. That is until January 19, 2023, when another poster named Justin Case 12 replied, I am very curious why, quote unquote, Michael was never investigated. Did he have an alibi for that night? I'm concluding from the reports he was the last person to see her alive, and he was the one who claimed she had the cash on her. Seems very odd that he wasn't fully investigated especially knowing he had access to the crematory. Did the investigators know that detail at the time? This was Justin Twell's first and last web sleuth post. The account was active recently on October 26th. It's very strange because all the usernames are very similar in structure. I don't know if that's the way mm -hmm. web sleuth forces you to structure your username or not. It's not. You can put spaces. People, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I did weird. notice that too. Because it's like, it's like the name or like some made up name and then a number at the end of it. It's where they all have, you know, it's like just in case, uh, S mommy three. And now we're going to talk about K Willie 50 on October 7th and October 8th, two separate accounts made posts. The first was K Willie 50 who wrote, they are now searching for him and his family in Colorado. They found 120 decomposing bodies in one of his funeral homes in Penrose, Colorado. The second was from user Sherlock 80. See a pattern there? And they wrote, I sure hope since the FBI was involved in this case and are currently involved with the Colorado case that they can make a connection. This guy sounds very dangerous. Prayers for this family as well as the hundreds that this man has been involved with. And you guessed it. These were the first and last posts from these two different accounts. So it's very strange. To me, it seems kind of like probably the same person, potentially. Could be. Because it's like, why aren't they returning to post further on those accounts? But yet another similar looking account pops up does the exact same. The activity, the behavior behind the account is very strange. Mm -hmm. It makes me think that it's likely somebody, but why would they do that, I guess? Why would they continue to make, are they trying to like make it seem like there's multiple people that are interested in this or, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning for doing this would be. Especially because there's not a lot of activity. It's, it's strange. 
Guys, we are officially past Halloween, which in my book means the holidays are here. And now is the funnest, but also the busiest time of year. And it can bring a ton of stress. I know us personally, our calendars are out of control already. And we haven't even really gotten that far into November. So one thing that helps Josh and I keep our busy lives less busy is HelloFresh. We cannot say enough good things about HelloFresh. Josh and I eat HelloFresh like three or four nights a week normally four. Sometimes we even get an extra one if we're going to need it. But HelloFresh even offers 15 minute meals, which a lot of people don't know. And these quick fixes can help you get a wholesome meal on the table in less time than it takes to get delivery. Everyone wants to cut back on errands and spending time in checkout lines this time of year. So skip that extra grocery store trip and instead get fresh ingredients and delicious recipes delivered with HelloFresh. Just pick your meals, decide on a delivery date and sit back. Just like always, HelloFresh's ingredients travel from the farm to your door so you know they're fresh and everything arrives pre-portioned as well so you can get right to cooking. And this is the best time of the year, friends, to have HelloFresh because they are hooking it up with the soups, with the ramen, the chili. It is so good. Josh just made us the most amazing... Miso ramen. Yes, that's what it was. Oh my God. It was so good. It was so good. It was absolutely delicious and our daughter loved it too. I swear there's times when I make HelloFresh that when I, after I make it and I sit down and eat it, I'm like, this is restaurant quality. Yes, me too. Like, I'm like this, I could sell this plate of food <laughs> for a lot of money at a restaurant because it's really tastes that good. And mm. the recipes are uh, chef's kiss. Amazing. And I just wanted to make it clear too, that Josh and I don't get free boxes every week. They'll send us one every once in a while, but for the most part, we pay for our HelloFresh subscription on our own. We choose to do it because we really love it. And we think you will too. So go to HelloFresh.com slash MileHireFree and use code MileHireFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash MileHireFree with code MileHireFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So Kelly is still missing to this day and there's not a whole lot of media coverage in her case. And a lot of the reporting on it from 2012 leads back to dead links. Kelly's disappearance is still unsolved and police suspect foul play in her case. So if any of you have any information about the disappearance of Kelly Jean Harris, please contact the Bixby Police Department at 918-366-8294. And that's Kelly spelled K-E-L-L-E-Y. Not to be confused with another missing person named Kelly Jean Harris who only has one E in her first name. And investigators are still trying to identify some of the bodies found at Return to Nature. So if you have used Return to Nature services in the past and you believe you are impacted by this case, please, please email penrosefuneralhome at fbi.gov. This is the best method of contact. You can also contact the Fremont County Sheriff's Office via email at 23-1941 at fremontso.com or by phone at 719-276-7421. Or you can go and visit them in person at 1901 East Main Street, Canyon City, Colorado. The FBI is requesting that former clients of Return to Nature fill out a questionnaire regarding their experiences. The questionnaire submission form can be found at the link that we'll leave in the show notes and description below. But wow, this is... Uh, Truly this, unbelievable. It is unbelievable. In this day and age, this kind of stuff still happens. But And it is always weirder when something like this happens you know, in your own backyard, so to speak. Yeah, we've probably driven past this place before on our way to Canyon City, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, it's things like this that make it hard to trust anyone. It's definitely going to make me think twice about funeral homes. Me too. 
and look into them a little more. Yeah. But how, what can you even do? If you pull up the reviews for these people, they were great. I mean, how are people supposed to know? Yeah, I know. There's an element of just trusting. Well, that's where the laws and regulations need to change, right? There needs to be more oversight. Yeah. With our clearly here in Colorado. Wow. I can't believe how lax it is here. And I mean, he was a trained and, you know, licensed funeral home director. But even then, mm-hmm. people yeah. are people are crazy. Yes, it doesn't say much. He did have that in and other when people, states. And when people get in trouble with money, it's just crazy how fast their morals fly out the window, too. And yeah. not to say that this guy ever had morals to get, you know, from the beginning. But mm-hmm. it's just, you know, that rather than make yeah. a smart choice and just like go bankrupt or shut the business down. To go to this length to, I know, defraud people, deep into this, hurt people in this way, just shocks me. I mean, I mean, it doesn't really shock me anymore. There's just a lot of evil people out there that only care about themselves. They don't care about anybody else, even if they're in the business of caring for others. I mean, look at there's nurses that kill their patients. No, it's so true. it's like it's true in every profession where it's supposed to be the best people with the best intentions and the best skills people are are victims and even with the you know moral guilt aside and just how i can't imagine how horrible you would feel about yourself every day but think about how scary it would be like does that cross your mind all of these people who have passed on that you have hurt you know like that would freak me out i think that depends on like your belief of if I guess so, like yeah. when someone dies, is that it, or is there like you know the soul that carries on or whatever? That would just fuck with me. I don't know. The whole thing is just well. It seems like karma is pretty real. So yeah, John's got it. Probably got it coming. For him. Well, you know, it's kind of funny you say that because I was digging through his Twitter, which, by the way, uh, you know, for someone that's storing bodies for four years improperly, seems like someone that you know he's like, I want to be a stand-up comedian, and I'm writing a bunch of books, and oh, he's on geez. Twitter all really? the time. Yeah, his Twitter's pretty wackadoodle. I'm not gonna lie. Bring it up. I have some. I'll put up some uh, tweets right now. Do you believe in karma? Oh my god, hundred oh, percent. This wow. was—is this July of this year? Yes. Wow. Yep. Well, John, guess you were right. There's a uh, you know two about Casey Anthony. Really? Uh, yeah. You're- she used to be so hot, completely evil, and totally going to hell, but hot. Just saying. Fuck no. this That guy. says everything you need to know about John wow. Halford, man. Right there. Oh, wow. God. Oh, he's a criminal, man. Here's but another. look, another one. But she's still hot. Just saying. And this is on his business account? No, no. this is his, his private, account? private Twitter. Yeah. Mm, John says, Michael AF? Is that what it? Yeah, That's John his Michael handle. Underscore AF. He's, <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Someone says, how do you cure writer's block? He replies, Coke. Oh, oh, Lord. No. oh, no, 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 oh, no. Oh, they're going to find so much more about this guy. Oh, oh this is going to get so I'm surprised much he hasn't like deleted his entire Twitter after all this. Is Wait, that what? him? Yeah, that's him. I want to hear some of these. He's not talking to no one. He's just a little boomerang of himself. What? Why does he it's keep like one of the first few? Or like, no, keep going. He tweets a lot, I guess, so. Oh my god. Oh, maybe it's not. Sorry. What the heck? Oh boy. He has a wig on Call too. Girl. I'm a mom. I'm a former call girl. I'm a full brain donor. 
if there's one thing I know. Is this real? Yes. Oh it's my. how to make a great pizza. And that homosexuality is only because the Biden administration, well, they don't let they didn't let Trump come back to the White House. I'm a mom. Dude, is this is an attempt at good comedy. Actor. Yeah. He this wanted to be com- a stand up comedian. <laughs> so he was like, as a backup, I'm going to be a funeral director. <gasps> what? Okay, the dude. Fuck. And that looks like it was filmed outside of the funeral home. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say. Oh my God, dude. What an unprofessional way to act, too. Yeah. I bet most of the families who have done business with there? him don't even have never seen this before. What is that? Yeah, I don't. I Comedy, don't man. Wow. But, yeah. This is just insane. Mm-hmm. Really is. There's make no sure you, for it. yeah, make sure you follow us on social media though, because we'll keep you up to date with mm-hmm. what's going on with this this yeah. story as it keeps unfolding. Yeah, Mile Higher Pod. Maybe we'll even do like a podcast update at some point. Yeah, or just like quickly at the beginning yeah. of another episode, mm-hmm. just update you guys. But yeah, maybe later on this month or something. I don't know how fast information is going to. It'll probably out, take but... a while for this to to progress. I'm sure. Probably. So probably. probably be a little while, but. Oh, can you imagine what else they found? I bet there's so much more. Oh yeah, that would just shock us if we knew. But yeah, let us know your thoughts on on this in uh, yeah. the comments below. We definitely want to know what you think of this and what kinds of punishments consequences do you think John Halford should face as a result of what he did? But we're gonna go ahead and wrap up today's episode there. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Mile Higher Podcast. We'll see you guys next week, and until then. Keep on taking your mind a mile higher.